boom. We do that. Oh, <laughs> that was terrible. There we go. It's supposed to get better. I know it's the worst. The lame boom. <laughs> but that does mean that it's time to start the podcast. So, That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shop Talk podcast brought to you by 124Go. I'm your co-host, Chris Suleme, and I'm sitting here, as usual, with my great friend, Mr. John Palmieri. And we have an awesome guest today that we uh, tracked down. Hunted down. Uh, hunted, hunted down. Hunted down with yeah. a board dart, down. I think. Yeah. Uh, we tra- you okay? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. We, Still we, recovery. Yeah, we, ch- we chase him across the country from California all the way to here in Atlanta where <laughs> we sit today. Stalkers. <laughs> um, and this demand sitting across from us has helped a lot of salon industry people really try to mm-hmm. achieve their goals. And yeah. also, from afar, I've watched you, Jason Everett, um, grow or almost begin to be one of the first people in our industry that I've ever seen successfully use right. digital advertising, digital mm-hmm. media. Thanks, you know, I, I really saw you come, like your face would pop up through my Facebook feed yeah. all the time. I know yeah, that yeah, was yeah. very Talk purposeful. Stalking. Stalking. Right. Well, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, I was, I not, I was not uh, clicking on your page. That's I probably, okay, right? it still stalks you. It, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, called but, advertising. Anyway. That's right. <laughs> but we're sitting here with Mr. Jason Everett. Welcome. Dude. Yeah, thank you. First of all, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure. And again, I just want to say, like, thank you for having me. But you guys do some great things for the industry. And just the fact that you're doing this right now and just sharing with people and pouring into people, I mean, means a lot. I mean, I know you guys do that anyway. Mm-hmm. But just to keep doing it, it takes a lot of dedication. So if you're listening right now and you're paying attention to these guys, keep listening, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, That's so. awesome. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, so many topics we could cover, John. Yeah, we got a bunch. Um, a few. You know, but uh, I think it's, I think it'd be, nice if we started the same way we love to start and get yeah. to know a little bit right one of the things i like to Dangerous. do yeah uh well you know it kind of lends itself to a little bit of feeling of security kind of starting in the same place and moving <laughs> forward you um, never know how it's going to end up yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like a big hug <laughs> um, boxes or briefs is that the question right, yeah. what's the question you know, now i'm getting nervous that was one great. of the things we always ask is how people got into this industry you know how, why hairdressing and i always find that that story tells a lot about people in their development, where they came from. Totally. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question, but I know this about you. You're not a hairdresser by trade. So the short version of a super long story is um, I've always been in some form of performance art. Like I, I used to do like stage acting, mm-hmm. improv, sketch comedy. Uh, I was a I was a professional ballroom dance teacher actually okay. for oh. two and a half years. This is very Amazing. random. Mm-hmm. So professional ballroom dance teacher. And I always have loved teaching performance art. Like I love that part of it. Okay. So I've always been involved in that, and um, you know that was kind of a lot of my history. And I got into marketing, advertising, and business was kind of my big focus. Okay. I'm a fourth generation entrepreneur, business owner, and it's just it's like my passion to be involved with businesses. And um, along those lines, I got involved with a group. You guys probably know Blair Singer. I don't know if you guys know yeah. Blair Singer. Yeah. Uh, but I got involved with Blair Singer because I was with a company. We were three hundred thousand dollars a year in, in revenue, three employees, and we blew it up. Uh, me being their only sales guy yeah. from. 300 grand to 1.7 million in revenue with 40 employees. And I was like, holy crap, this is beyond my pay grade. I don't know what I'm doing. And I was kind of freaking out. So I took a class from Blair on like You were freaking out because of the 40 employees. It's like, now what do we do? Yeah, I was like, I mean, I can sell, but like the problem was I could sell, but then I was selling my own problem, you know? And I didn't know how to manage people and do all this stuff. So I took this class on leadership and I started like, taking all these classes and I was blown away because they were teaching like how to how to lead from stage and how to mm-hmm. you know like mentor these people and do yeah. all this stuff and I, right. so I got involved with Blair and he said dude you're a natural teacher you need to be teaching this yeah and I was like okay cool so I, I subbed in for him on a couple things whatever and part of that list um, was two clients 
Uh, one was Massage Envy. Mm -hmm. And so I trained yeah. over 120 some odd locations for Massage yeah. Envy. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of like introduced me to the spa space. Yeah. Sure. And then uh, I started training uh, inside of Redken, L'Oreal, sure. Shoei Mora, all yeah. that stuff. And Which so, is where I met you right. around my first time. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. I came into that space yeah. just doing facilitation training, like yeah. speaking training, because again, yeah. background acting, right. presenting, yeah. stage stuff. So. Yeah. Um, so I got plugged in there and then all of a sudden people started saying like, hey, could you bring that to my salon? Hey, could you bring it here? Hey, could you do that? Yeah. And so what ended up happening for me is like it's kind of launched and I, I, you know, it's actually, I'm coming up on 11 years this year, mm -hmm. believe it or not. Wow. So 11 years, Man. which is crazy. Congratulations. Uh, which is why I've been stalking you for a long time. Yeah. That's how yeah. that went. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, about seven years, no, seven years in, yeah, about seven years in, uh, we looked at our client list and our, our base and I said, you know what, I don't know what's going on, but 70% of our clients are salon, spa, mm -hmm. industry-based people and we right, said, Somebody tapped me and they said, what are you really good at? And I yeah. said, well, I love video marketing and all yeah, these yeah. things, but like I, I just, for whatever reason, the salon industry has yeah. like sucked me in like yeah. a vacuum. Yeah. And I've just realized that like through all these things, you know, the performance art and all this stuff, it really was a great setup mm -hmm. for artists and people who undervalue themselves yeah. as, as right. artists yeah. that like really don't understand yeah. the business aspect of yeah. it. And I said, what a perfect match is yeah. I love my business background. Yeah. I'm also an artist. Yeah. And that's what these, what salon people are yeah. all about. So I got sucked into this yeah. industry yeah. and was welcomed with, you know, with open arms sure. and they're like, you're our kind sure. of weird. And I'm yeah. like, that's perfect. Bro. Yeah. I love dressing. I, I love the whole thing. I, so. I mean, you know, you just said a whole lot, yeah. you know, yeah. but yeah. I love it. I the podcast for about a week. You just, yeah, yeah, you just said a one-liner that if somebody missed it, I'm going to repeat it. Dude, please. Um, people in the salon industry undervalue themselves. Right. I, I, I've never heard it put that way, actually. Mm -hmm. I've heard I've heard I'm not worth it, and then I yeah, am worth no, it. No, undervalue. I've heard, but yeah, like under... And I would even go so far as to say people in general, when it when it comes to delivering a service, don't know how to put a value on themselves. Correct. People yeah. in general, totally. right? It's yeah. like, what is this? What is my time worth? Right. I have no freaking clue. Right, right. But well, because people, people in the hair industry and hair, beauty, nails, it doesn't really matter. Like yeah, right. the idea is, is that when you give somebody part of you, like you're performing a service for right. someone, there's this idea that you want to give it to someone, like you're taking care of it, yeah. you're serving, you're doing all these things. Yeah. And then you go, but how much is that worth? Yeah. Right. And they go, well, oh, this is my this friend, uh, I'm going to hook yeah. you up. You know, yeah. like, I'll give you a deal. It's yeah. always this, like, you feel really guilty about yeah. charging your worth. And yeah. I, I think the big thing that we work on in our High Performance Salon Academy yeah. is helping salon owners understand their worth because if you take the salon owner idea, which is we work directly with salon owners yep. and leadership, right? Hairdresser right. that opened a salon. Correct. 90% of the time. So you imagine right. they go to beauty school, they go to beauty school and they've been trained on how to do hair yep. and they don't under, they don't value themselves right. Yep. So they open up a salon and then this is the kiss of death. Mm -hmm. They literally charge, they, they, they pay themselves less than if yep. they were a hairdresser right. Right. behind the chair working, you know, however long they're working. Sure. Yep. They, they actually pay themselves less to run the salon. Yep. So they're actually running a hobby. They're not running a business, yeah, right? right? And they're, they're like, you know, they were making a hundred grand a year before now they're making 60 yeah, right. and to say they own a salon yeah. and so they're undervaluing themselves and so the cycle repeats and repeats yeah. and repeats yeah. and repeats and yeah. it's just dangerous yeah. yeah so my job is to go in with those salon owners with that staff and say you're worth more yep. let me help you increase your confidence so you can really charge what you're worth and believe it or not guests want to pay that yeah they do they and it's did. like they were you know uh there's a guy you guys probably know mark bustos mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys know mark know oh mark. you don't know mark bustos i'm still in a line from him like totally jacked from him by the way uh but he has a he's a line that i just love it says I'm expensive or yeah. I'm free, but I'm never cheap. Yeah. yeah. So good. Because he yeah. volunteers a lot. Yeah. But he's like, look, you it's you, they're only gonna pay yeah, what you're worth paying. Yeah. Right. And yeah. or what, what you feel that your worth yeah. is. That's me, dude. Yeah. I'm expensive or free. Free is all in between. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Never cheap. <laughs> you know, what I want to touch base a little bit more on what you just said because I think now we see a lot of that online. What I mean is on dude. Instagram, on Facebook, there's yeah. lots of folks out there going, 
charge what you're worth, you know, you're worth more. You know, I love the way you put it. Um, yet here's the challenge. I love it. The challenge is, is I think that there are, there are plenty of people who don't know their value, don't know their worth, yeah. right, and need to charge more, right? And then there are people who are way overcharging, aren't charging their value or they're or charging way more than their value or their worth, or getting there sooner than they should. Yeah. Um, because they see all this material online. They see right, all they the think just the magic is just raise your price. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So right, I want right. you to talk about that because it has to be a process, and maybe, and I'm a process kind of wonk, right? So I love yeah. process. Yeah, yeah. But let's go through the mind travel of understanding when it's time or how you decipher when you're worth more or what your value is. And it actually makes sense and yeah. you're just not raising your prices to somebody on YouTube told you to. Yeah, yeah, good question. So, yeah. okay, so here's how, so I'm gonna talk about this because like yeah. as a coach and as a trainer, when I first started out, I, like I literally was like, I have to charge for talking to people. It's yeah. the weirdest experience yeah. ever, right? I like totally like normally it. in totally this scenario, understand. I'm not saying you guys yeah. have to like slip me yeah. some money, right. but I'm just yeah. saying like yeah. normally yeah, totally when I sit yeah. down, like I have to say, People say, oh, can I pick your brain over coffee? And yeah. I'm like, F you, my money up yeah. here right. is worth way more than a Starbucks, right. you know what I mean? Right. So so the whole thing was when I first started training, I kind of had to have a benchmark of like what I think I should charge. And yeah. just being really honest, you know, I started out charging, it was like 1500 bucks for a month worth of coaching or something. Sure. Yeah. But immediately I was like, but I'll charge you half price for your first three months. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if you're gonna like it. Right. I, I just right. kind of picked a random number. Right. Just be yeah. really honest. Yeah. So I picked a random number. Well, that's how salons pick numbers. That's right. how hairdressers like, pick how a much price. Is a yeah, yeah, fifty dollars. That sounds good. I went, I went by the salon the other day and it was like five ninety nine for our professional haircuts. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Right. That, like, and yeah. I was like, should I get my executive uh, haircut? Do I get the unprofessional like, yeah, haircut? Like, yeah. What is my fifty dollars haircut? Like, you go from professional to what? For seven ninety nine. Totally. And it's dangerous, right? So anyway. So my, when I first started charging, it was like $1,500 a month, and then I started, I cut it in half immediately. Yeah. Now, I'm a big fan, by the way, of the first thing you gotta do is serve first. Yeah. Meaning like, yeah. do stuff for Fair free, yeah. do stuff for free, yeah. make sure people like it, then yeah. put a price tag yeah. on it, and again, maybe do some discounts. And so I always yeah. exchanged in the beginning, uh, a discount for a testimonial. I'm like, yep. look, I'm gonna give you a deal, yeah, right. but I want yeah. you to be, and I always tell people, I want you to be a raving lunatic fan of what I do. Yeah. So if you're willing to be a raving lunatic fan, I'll cut you a deal this yeah. first time, sure. and then you're gonna pay a normal rate. Yeah. Yep. So here, but here's how I grew my coaching company, and I would say the same thing about anybody trying to grow their charge for service Anything, business. Right? Is charge that clear? For service. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I did was I filled up my book so that I had a full schedule, and for me, a full schedule at 1,500 bucks was 10 clients. Yeah. As soon as I had 10 clients paying me that, I was good. Yeah. Now remember, though, I was only charging half price, so I hit sure, my right. 10 yeah, first, yeah. Yeah. and then as soon as I had my 10, what I did is. If I wanted to add my 11th, then I would have to charge more. Full price right. for more. So what would happen is, as my clients would cycle, right. I would level up. So yeah. I went from 1,500 a month sure. yeah. to 2,500 a month to 3,500 yeah. a month. Now it's like 5,500 bucks yeah. a month for me to do consulting, which yeah. means like if I'm doing one-on-one -on -one with some high-end executive, fine, yeah. 5,500 bucks a month. Sure. That's good. That's easy. Yeah, but right. like. But the idea is it's all based on the value I return to them. So yeah. the only reason why I can charge 5,500 bucks a month, which is weird, by the way, I'm talking about that now, but now no, it came okay. up, so this whatever. No, it's okay, this is good, this <laughs> is good. Yeah. But, yeah. but the idea yeah. is, and like people are always like, holy crap, I wanna charge that. I'm like, well, but yeah. here's the deal. Yeah. I had to start at something very small, yeah. and build up and build up and yeah. build up, and here's the, here's the key. I always look to make sure that I return 10 times the value yeah. for whatever I charge. Yeah. So if I'm charging 5,500 bucks a month, the question is, can I make that company $55,000 back? Right. And if the answer's no, then I can't charge them. Right. So if a salon calls me and they're like, hey, I want to do some consulting with you, yeah. which by the way, to clarify, our salon consulting does not cost that much. We have different programs, blah, blah, blah. Okay? Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the idea is, is that 
when um, when a client calls me and they yeah. go, look, I want to make another you know twenty grand a month. I'm yeah. like, well, good. Are you willing to spend ten percent to get there? Because right. if not, and they're like, no, 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 that's way too much. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. and I don't think you really know what it takes to do business. Right. Because right. to your point on seeing yeah. me in advertising, the reason why I can advertise and do what I do in digital yeah. marketing mm-hmm. is because every time I spend, I make a return. Yeah. And the general rule of business is, if you can spend and make a return, yeah. you get to stay in business the next day. Right. So anyway, I don't know if this is helping yeah, or if yeah, I'm going on a rabbit well, trail, but I mean, I no, there, there's a bunch of different things in there. I mean, number one, um, the leveling up piece yep. is the same right. exact thing that we talk about. Right. Well, our our term, some of our terminology that we'll use is people and performance, right? So yeah. when you're developing a clientele, you're mastering the people game. How do I get somebody right. to come in, come back, send their friends, right? Yeah. Become a, and then from there, once I've built to a certain level of, I'm built, mm-hmm. right? Now, at some point, I teeter the scale to where I have to. The only other way, yeah, once, other, I, yeah, right. once I learn to Correct. sell and upsell, and you know, yeah. the only other way that I can earn more without blowing a varicose vein out the side of my leg <laughs> yeah. is is by having price adjustments incrementally, yeah. Yeah. exactly the way you just described in a different in a different facet, right? So, can I give you a rule? Because there's yeah. a general rule here, yeah. uh, and it's called it's called capacity utilization. Yeah, that's like a fancy word, yeah, but capacity yeah. utilization. Yeah. yeah. Basically, there was this old study done, an old-ish study, on megachurches. Mm-hmm. And megachurches had found that um, once they started hitting about 80% of their capacity, right. pe- partitioner, or per, what are they called? Parishioners. People, yeah. Parishioners, yeah. whatever they are. Yeah. Anyway. Church You're in don't the South, know, there's lots of parishioners. Okay, here. parishioners. Yeah. When they would come, when you hit 80% of the capacity, people right. would feel like they couldn't find a seat anymore. Right. And they would go, you know what, I'm going to go to another church, this is too busy for me. Right. Okay? Yeah. So if you imagine that same scenario, like I said, 10 guests, it's a small totally. example. Yeah. Yeah. But if you hit eight, if, if your goal is yeah. 10 and you hit eight a yeah. day or whatever it is, right. yeah. then you got to start saying, okay, I'm at my 80% of my right. capacity. Yeah. And that's yeah. the number we use. And that's, now you yeah. can move. Yeah. We yeah. use the yeah. 80% productivity. Right. Once yeah. you hit 80% share yeah. productivity, now it's time yeah. to go up. It's yeah. time to go up. I call it supply and demand. Yep. Right. Correct. Same, and that's same. and that's the jam. I think if you look at almost any industry, that's mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the number because yeah, right. it's time. Like in by the way, in your salon, when you're a salon owner, yeah. when you hit eighty percent capacity of all your usable hours right. in a salon, and you're yeah. billing those hours, yeah. right. it's time for another location. Or well, I was gonna yeah. say another location. Yeah. Yeah. Once yeah. your your staff is full, eighty yeah. percent right. staff yeah. time yeah. to do more. Eighty yeah. percent of your business time yeah. to open another location. Yeah, because right. people always ask, when do I open another location? Yeah. When do I hire more staff? And same question. Let's say you have three people on your staff, but you got ten chairs. Let's say. Yeah. When those three people are 80%, it's time to bring on another staff member. See, yeah. that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is use that 80% yeah. rule across right. the board. Yeah. So. We use yeah. it all the that's time. Our we're big yeah. fans. You know, because yeah. once you hit that point, the only thing left are hours that nobody wants anyways. Right? A million percent. Yeah, right? yeah, because yeah. there's going to be dead hours all the time. Right. And those 20%, because right. 80% actually feels crazy if you're working there. Yeah. Totally. It feels like you're the busiest you've ever been and you can't breathe totally. at 80%. So, yeah. anyway. So, we agree on the 80% part. It's a number we use all the time. Yeah. But the other stuff you don't agree with? Is that oh, no, we no, hate no, it at all. <laughs> I guess I just wanted to draw attention to that. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Sorry, sarcastic. Um, Watch me. I wanted to. I, you know, so I I love that piece. I know um, we have a lot of mutual friends, and I know through hearing about uh, you that you're also a a a big. um, You're a master of mindset, if you will, Uh, and and so there's so there's the practical piece of look. You got to have eight units sold, you know, till you right. But then there's the shit that's happening inside of my head, Mm -hmm. which is. I might be 80%, I might be 110% booked, but I'm still too freaking scared to raise my price. I'm still yeah. undervaluing myself. You know, that myself. is so good, because that was a question I had percolating in my brain. That's because I, you guys, yeah. it must be sharing yeah. a hotel room. Uh, 
because we uh, have shared a hotel room, but it's right. always separate beds. Let's get something out in the open. <laughs> All right, I might clean his shoes, but come on, I mean that's uh, just—it's a courtesy. Yeah. Know, so speaking of which, yeah. the way you're ironing my shirt. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's not really working out. Oh man, I'll uh, drop mine off for you too. Sweet Lord. So, so to, to his question, <laughs> right? Dude, so now, you got yourself in trouble by sitting down with the two of us. Yeah, it's all good. It's entertainment you. value. Um, so you get to that point, as you just said, yeah. and they raise their prices, you know, the staff or don't. Visits, or don't. Or don't. But when they do, you know what? I know I raise my prices, but, but I'm going to hook you up. I am going to hook you yeah. up. Yeah, I'll take care you of you. You're one of my oldest clients. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. Um, and that fire all your my, clients. That, I don't know. That goes I, to the mindset piece, yeah. right? So, okay, so how much time do we have left? Like four or five hours? Whatever you want. We'll make two hours out of this. Yeah. Okay, we'll, well, cut, we'll cut it in half. No, it's all good. So, I, I think the idea on mindset is really key. And when you said master mindset, by the way, yeah. thank you. I, I, yeah. I don't, you know, to me, mastery is about knowing that you're never arriving. I know that sounds kind of weird, Fair but like, right. to me, I, like I do a lot of mindset work. I have a mindset coach, I have a business coach, I have a breathing coach, I have a physical coach yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just know that the biggest the biggest obstacles that I reach, mm-hmm. um, when you talk about capacity utilization, your yeah. mind works the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except the term that I use for your mind is something called satisficing, mm-hmm. okay? And satisficing is a term I heard a long time ago that was really powerful. And basically what it means is, it's when you're satisfied and sufficed at the same moment Mm -hmm. and you've achieved a level of success that is greater than your parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but basically like when your house is better, your car is better. He loves to talk about it. Okay, okay. So, but you kind of achieve this level of success where you're like, I'm pretty awesome. Now in my life, like my parents were pretty successful, but my grandparents were even more successful. And so like they had a yacht and they had houses in multiple countries and all that stuff. So like. I haven't hit the yacht multiple countries scenario yet. There's Fair some enough. cool stuff that I have, but I'm just saying. There's yeah. always like, Airbnb. There's always, <laughs> there's always, there's always Insta-famous that's sort right. of like that's photo right. in front of the Ferrari. That's I can right. fake that. That's right. Um, but, but I'm just saying that like there's, there's this level that you at least have somebody in your life that you see that there's a level of success you want to achieve. Sure. Yeah. And beyond that seems like unattainable. Yeah. And, and I think for some people, especially in, in the world of hairdressing and salons, is that there's a lot of people that like, they pass their parents very easily because sometimes right. they came from single parent households and all this yeah. stuff. And they're like, look, yeah. I have a house. I'm yeah. not in an apartment. Yeah. My life's fine. I'm good now. And yeah. they almost feel like being more successful than their parents right. is is shaming their parents or, right. or damaging. Or yeah. like, you got to look at the people that are around you and figure out what that is. So so part of it is opening up your, your mind to who you look up to for inspiration sure. and for you know, uh, mm-hmm. adoration to look at and say, this is what I want it to be. But I, I think a lot of it is really understanding like, what are you saying to yourself mm-hmm. in those moments? And so we do a program called Little Voice Mastery yeah. where we go and basically ask, we don't like dive into your head, sure. but yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. if you imagine like a garden, okay? And the garden has to grow, whether it's with vegetables or flowers or whatever sure. it is, is that there's the things you want to grow there yeah. and the things you don't want to grow there. The problem is most people water the garden and never pay attention to the garden. Yeah. So in your mind, every single day, there's good things going in and then there's right. all the garbage. Yeah. The, the valet yells at yep. you or right. somebody walks by and says, how dare you podcast yeah. out in this beautiful place yeah. while I'm trying to sip yep. my coffee. Have whatever coffee and whatever that right. drama yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, and yeah. like you get all these weeds planted in your mind. Right. And so the next time you go to do something great, you got to check in with the weeds. Yeah. And the weeds are saying, don't do it, nah, yeah, all yeah. this stuff. So the Little Voice Mastery program is kind of like we go through and weed the garden a little bit. Yeah. And the idea is we go and pull the weed all the way down to the root. Yeah. We ask you questions, uncover. And part of it is you have to kind of discover it on your own. I can't tell you. Right. I can only ask you. You can tell me what the issue is. Yeah. And then I'll ask you, well, where did that come from? How yeah. did that happen? Who told you that? Yeah. What makes you think it's a good idea? And you're like, no, I mean, my uncle told me that I should, uh, what, what I just dealt with one the other day. I should be really candid. Like, yeah. Yeah. I dealt with one the other day that like when I was younger, 
I started speaking a certain way and people thought that I was being a smart ass because yeah. I was young yeah. speaking at a certain level. Okay? Yeah. And I had realized, I made this realization on, on a processing coach with my mindset coach yeah. the other day, that I realized that at about eight years old, I had decided that that's as smart as I should be because people yeah. were, it was making people mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I really had this like yeah. pro prolific moment yeah. of like, wow, at eight years old, I decided that that's it. as smart that's as you should speak. Yeah. That's, that's as smart as you, because yeah. otherwise you embarrass people yeah. if you sound smarter than them. Yeah. And I was like, and I had this realization that like somewhere along the line, and maybe that's why I don't like spelling well and all this other, like sure, things that I whatever. literally didn't learn yeah. right. because I thought that if I got too much smarter, I'd intimidate people. Right. Yeah. And so if you're trying to be successful and be the best that you can yeah. be, but you have this idea that's this program running in your mind that says, don't be any smarter than this, yeah, it'll right. take you out at the knees. Right. And, but had I not had that coach yeah. to like help me have that realization yeah, and then right. go, do I want to keep that there? Well, no. And how do I move forward from it? That's what mindset work is all about. Yeah. You know, I want to go back to the story about, you know, making so much money that you shamed your parents. Totally. Right? Yeah. You know, I was working, um, when I was working for a different consulting company, there was a woman there who was the vice president of sales, and her name's Lisa Tatko. Lisa, if you're out there, hey. Hey, Yo, Lisa. Lisa, thanks for watching. Hello. My salary at the salon, I was making $30,000 a year. That was Amazing, yeah. that's big money. Well, you know, at the time, we'll, we'll agree that it was. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all good. Yeah. But yeah, she says good. to me, she says, John, because she saw more potential than that. Yeah. She goes, the $30,000, you know, where's yeah. that come from? I was like, that's what I earned. Yeah. You know, that's what I make. You know, to me, it's math, right? Right. She's like, how much did your father make? Mm. And I was like, $30,000. Yeah, that was that's crazy, right? And I never, I'd probably still be getting paid $30,000. Yeah, because in your mind, that was a lot of money. It was. Whatever the scale, and by the way, I used to make like, you know, 150, yeah, 200 bucks yeah, yeah. a week, just to clarify, yeah, so yeah. I, I feel We've you. We've all done, we yeah, all had to grow, there, right? We all had to there. grow, right? But it's stuck yeah. in your head, and you don't yeah. even know what's there. Right, yeah. well, and that's, and I think, you know, this is a, a really big thing. I'm a big fan of like surrounding your environment with, with the right type of thing. Yeah. Like, I've moved from neighborhoods from like not so great neighborhoods to better, to better, to better. And like, now I live in a pretty amazing area Area, and like sometimes I go back to where I used to live and yeah. I realize what the mindset is totally of the area that I'm mindset. in and yeah, I was right. like it, it like it's weird to say like that area scares me now when I go back there it doesn't really scare me because I know I used to live there sure but it's like it's weird to be where I am now and I don't mean that I'm in anything crazy just no I'm not we're trying talking to be like mindset here we're I just mean mindset. like literally yeah. the people who I associate with now like right. the people who live on my block yeah. are doctors lawyers yeah. attorneys like all these other people yeah. versus the people I used to live around before yeah. lived at worked at Starbucks yeah. and yeah. Best Buy yeah. and like this is a very different environment and I think the conversations just evolve and totally change. Different. And if you're yeah. in the same place that you were yeah. 10 years ago, yeah. you might want to talk about leveling up yeah. because you've probably gotten comfortable. Yeah. You know what, here's a, this is going to sound really weird, but bear with me. That's all right, this and has been weird so far. So all perfect. our fans out there, I'm about to swear, so pay attention. Oh, I love this! Oh! I've, been begging for, I've been training him for this for months, by the way. Remember, it's four letters. Yeah. <laughs> no. My, my, Darn it. My swears have more letters than that. Ooh. Yeah. You just have that conversation which you have these, you move from this neighborhood to this neighborhood to this neighborhood. You move from this level to this level to this level to this level. When you get here, yeah. what happens when all the people on the other side who are still pulling at your heartstrings say, yeah, you turned into an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so here, here's the thing. Um, you probably heard this analogy before yeah. about uh, crabs in a in a barrel. Do you know about this? No. Oh, okay. No. Well, <laughs> so, sometimes I say things and people are like, "Of course, yeah. crabs in a barrel." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you know this or not, but if you put we a don't. bunch of crabs <laughs> in a barrel, yeah. and I've never done this, I just understand this is the case. I've seen videos of this. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've yeah. seen videos, yeah. so I know that it's real. Yeah. To yeah. clarify, yeah. It's not like I made it up. <laughs> but basically, if you put crabs in a bucket or a barrel, 
That's it. <laughs> That's me, Crab Barrel Jason. Um, yeah. Anyway, this is going bad. Uh, if you put crabs in a barrel, yeah. they can technically stand on each other and climb out. But yes. when the crab gets to the top, one crab will reach up, grab pull the other crab, and down. pull them back down. Okay. So here's the thing. When you associate with your old friends, you yeah. have to ask yourself, are they pulling you down to make themselves feel yeah. better, mm -hmm. or are they excited about celebrating your success? Yeah. Right. And, and I will say this is the most dangerous thing, because especially yeah. for, for hairdressers that have pulled themselves out of, I'm just going to say it, so yeah. Yeah. say it, but like out of poverty. Yeah. Did you swear, by the way? I don't I feel did. like you swear. I don't think you... What did you say? Asshole is the swear? Oh. I'm mean, asshole. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Jeez, all right. Like, that was a really... That was it. Really, whoa, yep. It's impressive you've worked on that one. Yep. Anyway, sorry. Just excuse my little rabbit trail there. I, I liked him before we started this. <laughs> okay, so, anyway, wow. so here, here's what you have to ask yourself. Is when, when a single mom with three kids like yeah. pulls herself out and they go, you've changed. Yeah. You're yeah. not like us anymore. Yeah. Are you too good for us? And the right. word that is the biggest, I'm going to say fucked up thing yeah. that happens. Yeah. That's yeah. a cuss word, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the biggest thing that comes up is is there's this word, and I hate it, it's yeah. called bougie. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar. Oh, oh, you I googled it the yeah. other day. Uh, bougie. Yeah. Okay, well, let me bring it to the podcast. Up, by the way, yeah. if you want to know. Okay, good yeah. to know. Um, but like I had a friend, and this is a friend of mine who, who makes a lot of money. They yeah. have a very they they make several million dollars a year, and they yeah. were going on a vacation. I'm like, oh, where are you staying? Did you guys find an Airbnb in Tahoe? Yeah. And she's mm -hmm. like, I don't want to say because it's kind of bougie. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's bougie for you saying it's kind of bougie, yeah. just to clarify. Because yeah, yeah, now I know you're staying somewhere nice. Yeah. yeah. And and she goes, oh, we're staying at the Ritz Carlton, yeah, yeah. but I didn't want to say the Ritz Carlton. And I'm like, okay, well that no, made it right, ten yeah, times yeah, worse. Yeah, right. Had you just been a normal person and said, oh, we're staying up at the Ritz and whatever, I would have been like, oh, good for friggin' you guys. But the fact that you're like, I don't want to say, but. You know, if right. I have to say, whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's my idea of bougie. But but the the, the thing is, is that when people kind of get this idea that bougie is a bad thing, yeah. that like it's you're too good for me, or yeah. you're better than me, or whatever, yeah. I think it's dangerous. Because, mm -hmm. and here's how I look at it: mm -hmm. is my goal is to break out and bring as many people with me, yeah. not to break out and then go drive a Ferrari in a bad neighborhood right. and hand out McDonald's hamburgers. Right. Like that's not the goal. Right. So yeah. like, and it, I just think it's the idea is. Is it? It's like you should help get yeah. more people yeah. across the line yeah. right. and say, "Do you know this is available to yeah. you, right. provided you do these things?" Mm -hmm. This is a this is a, a great. Um, I, what I'm thinking of as you're talking, number one is the first the individual mm -hmm. that comes out of and you know and inside of my family, six of my family members own hair salons. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, we have an extended family, so mm -hmm. some came from different upbringings than we came from, right. and some. You just literally described their life with the parent reaching back up and going, yeah. get down here. Yeah, um, no, it'll happen because yeah. Yeah, it can keep yeah. going. I have another the second story piece, for you. The second piece is in a salon culture mm -hmm. where totally. now you have somebody right. who jumps out, is starting yeah. to They're jump the crowd. Out. They're the top right. of the bucket. And right. so you're like, yeah, get you right yeah. down here. Like, who do you think you are? Right. right. Yeah. Are you better than us? Yeah. yeah. And what? You're making us look bad? Yeah. yeah. But Ugh. the goal, if you're listening, right, and you're a, either you're trying to break out or you're somebody, you know, number one, reach back behind you and pull somebody up. So don't totally. stick your foot on their nose. Right. right. And, then, and then number two, know that this is possible. What I love about you sharing about the 5,500 thing, yeah. but what I like is I don't think most people know what is actually achievable right yeah and no, I, not I don't at all. believe most hairdressers like inside of this we're sitting at the data sure. uh, summit right yeah. now Jill uh, Craven, Craven is Dude. speaking we're yeah. gonna talk with yeah. her like she's half, half a million, million dollars behind her chair Come at on. her chair right. with an assistant and you know totally I listened to her speak yesterday and you mm -hmm. know what she said 
the same exact thing I've heard every other hair educator say ever. Mm -hmm. Service your guests to the best possible, make offerings, blah, 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 blah. Make sure you talk about retail. It's the level of ideology or or belief Uh, or understanding that she has in her mind of what is achievable and attainable. Mm -hmm. I would argue that she didn't know that that was attainable 20 years ago. Correct. And, and that's the thing is like, I think it's, it's belief. Like you said the word belief and I, I really truly believe that your belief and that's what your parents are your belief system when you're young. Yeah. Yeah. And so the idea that when you do better than your parents, like you, that's what you believe your family, your right. cast in life yeah. is, yeah. is that the belief that that's what you're able to achieve. And I yeah. think that like you have, like in our academy, like when we work with salon owners, we share numbers, we talk about that stuff. And yeah. then they see like, like, I'll give you an example. We have one gal in our academy who consistently hits forty to forty-five percent retail to service dollars yeah. in her in her in her in her, in her uh, salon. Yeah. And the whole thing is is when people join our academy, they're like, oh, we're doing 10, 12 percent yeah. RTS yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, maybe we can hit like 15, 17. Yeah. And then yeah. they meet Lindsay Haney. Yeah. And and they're like, oh, you must have two people. Right. You right. must like sell right. drugs out of your right. salon, sure. like something right. random. Right. Right. And they meet her and they see what she does and they're like, holy crap. And now we've had people who thought that their max they could ever do is 20, doing 25, 30, and dancing on 35% because they met Lindsay. And it's like Lindsay helps make other people believe it's possible. And it's like there's other parts of her business that other people make believe that it's possible. And I I just met, uh, I can't remember what the gal's name is. She was was one of the gals who did the video last night. I'm totally going to blank on her. Anyway, uh, they have a ton of salons. She said they have like 500 staff or something yeah. like that and they have anyway yeah. amazing yeah and i was like look i, I asked her I, and i still need to get this answer because she didn't give me the whole thing but like i said what is it she's like well we just really believe their culture and our people and i'm like yeah. bullshit like give me i want to know yeah. Yeah. like what makes you go from deciding that 20 to 40 people is okay to saying i have 500 that's right. i want to know that's, that, a different that's thing. the mindset that's a different thing, thing that i wanted to hear right right because everything else was the same thing that everybody else says yeah. right. so there's a miss and that's yeah. why i said i want to go What's deeper the missing piece? like there yeah, was right. there was another thing and i just want to I, it's the same thing it's like what do you believe that other people don't believe that's right mm-hmm. that's right it allows you to think that having a staff of 500 is yeah. normal and how do you believe it how do you go from not believing it to knowing it's there mm-hmm. then i sort of believe it to believing it so consistently that consistently that it becomes a part of you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because there's a belief. There's a belief that like somebody else can like, do okay, it. Okay. I right, get it. I, I see. And then that there's that's a belief that I can do right? it. Right. Yeah. And, and there's like in a conference like this is good because you can get awareness. And awareness is yes. step one. Yeah. So right. awareness is like, oh, it exists yeah. out there. Versus yeah. like, you know, you don't know that it's not out there. Yeah. Right. Or you don't know that it's out there. And then there's the awareness part. That's step one. Yeah. But the second thing you have to do is you have to deconstruct your own beliefs in order to establish new ones. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece that most people miss. And in our academy, that's yeah. our big thing. Is yeah. like yeah. we help people deconstruct their previous beliefs yeah. so there's room for new ones because yeah. most adult human beings in their yeah. early 20s yeah. start to have this like established beliefs like, like I, I do this all the time I realize it happened like yeah. we were on an airplane we were gonna fly somewhere and I had to try and change my TSA pre-check yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. first world problems yeah, yeah, yeah. my TSA yeah, yeah. pre-check yeah, yeah. before and like they wouldn't let me change it they're like sorry it doesn't do it so one of yeah. my employees came and he's like, hey, it doesn't say pre-check. I'm like, well, don't bother trying to change it because I tried before. <laughs> and it doesn't work. And he goes, and he yeah, said to me, I'm going to check anyway. Yeah. yeah. And he went over and they fucking changed it. <laughs> yeah. And like he came back and I'm like, son yeah. of a, like yeah. for me, I literally was like, 
I had a bad mindset and yeah. I, I was getting old and settled in. Yeah. I was like hunkering yeah, down yeah, yeah. in my yeah, little yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. And I realized like, okay, well, if that's one thing that I do, where else do I believe that what right. I'm doing is okay? Yeah. Yeah. You know, is a million dollars okay? Is yeah. five million okay? Is a hundred million okay? Right. And so right. I constantly get asked by my coaches, like, what is the biggest thought you can, you can think of? Yeah, sure. And yeah. it's like that idea of like, whatever you think is the biggest thought now should not be your biggest thought in five years. Right. And, and that's what will change yeah. your mindset. You yeah. know? So if there's not somebody that's working with you to do that, you can't do it on your own. You have to do yeah. it with somebody else. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, when you're when you're working with salons and spas, they come to you with what they think is the biggest problem that they have, right? Yeah. But it's not. What do they? What do they think their biggest problem is, and what does it end up being? Yeah, um, that's a good question. So. There's two types of clients that come to me. Yeah. One I like and one I don't. Okay. Okay. There's one client who comes to me that says, if all these idiots that worked for me yeah. just got oh, off their lazy yeah. asses, sure. I'd this make millions great of dollars. Fire all my sure. employees, right? And there's a phrase like, business would just be easy if it didn't yeah, involve yeah. people, right. blah, right. blah, 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 yeah. okay? That's a blamer. <clears throat> right. And that blamer can come across the line and become a responsibility acceptor, if you will. Right. And, but that's a long journey. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of people that like, they just go like, it, it's clearly not me, it's them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I get another person who says, Jason, I've realized that I've hit a threshold that I am no longer good at, mm -hmm. and I need to figure out what's in my way. Yeah. Right, that's the responsibility acceptor. Yeah. And so like, I don't have like, those are not cool words, but I'm just saying like, there's yeah, a blamer yeah, yeah, and this yeah, responsibility yeah, acceptor. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And like the people who come to me and say, Jason, I'm, I've hit a threshold, I keep banging my head in the ceiling, it's been three years and I'm not growing, and, mm -hmm. and we, they plateaued. Right. Yeah. And they go, I need to figure out what's next for me. Yeah. And I go, let's rock. Those are yeah. your favorite. So the, yeah, so I, I do work to see if I can get that blamer to sure. cross the line, but it's a lot of work and like they should pay me 10 times more because they're a pain in my butt. But yeah. I'm just saying like, we love people who have said, I'm at a certain point, I've gone as far as I can go and now right. it's time to start seeing what else is possible. Yeah. I love that person because yeah. They're open, they're already there. Yeah. They had some rough part of their life because yeah. I, like I used to know this business coach and he said to me, I don't work with people, this is his rule, yeah. unless they've been in business for at least five years. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, well, why is that? And he yeah. said, well, because for the first three to four years, they think they know everything. Right. Yeah. After five yeah. years, they've had to okay. cover, cover payroll yeah. a few right. times. They're yeah. like, maybe I don't know maybe everything. I need some help. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that's a big thing. And again, I think that the number one thing, like my partner Doug, I wish he was here. Like, yep. you know, he was saying, I'm just going to bring a, a mirror to the booth. And when they say, here's what's going on, I say, I'm just going to hold it up and yeah. say, you want to know what your biggest problem is? Yeah, yeah. You're looking yeah. at it. And if you yeah. if you don't know that you are your biggest point of resistance yeah. in your business, right. yeah. like your team probably wants to outperform you. You're actually holding your team back. Right. And I, I, I bring in outside people for my team too. Yeah. We're actually doing a thing in a couple of weeks because yeah. I just know that I'm the biggest point of resistance. Yeah. I'm the guy who's slowing the whole ship down. Yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. I can get out of the way and let my team do what they're amazing at, yeah. then I, the, everything can happen. Yeah, awesome. This, uh, I mean, this is a great conversation. I feel like we could talk for five hours. Um, Dude, thank at, you. As we start, yeah, I mean, really, really awesome. As we start to kind of bring this to a head, John, yeah. first of all, any other questions that yeah. you want to? Post um, for Jason. You know, first of all, I'm actually sad that this is coming to an end. I'm going to ask you a question that you might have already answered. Most oh, of our it. most of our students from the school, yeah, 19, 20 years old, yeah. are graduating. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, if you could tell your 19, 20 year old self something, what would it be? 
You know, I, I've heard that question. I've never had to answer it out loud, to be really honest. So right. I appreciate you asking because now it's forcing me to think about it. Because yeah. I'll tell you, I had a, I had a you very... you had quite a journey, right? Yeah. So I'm I just full disclosure. So I am 38. I'll be 39 this year. And so it's interesting. It's a 20 year, it's a 20 sure. year jump, right? Yeah. So um, when I was 19, I decided that I wanted to be a millionaire by the time I was 30. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I know a lot of people have said that and like, sure. I really want to do it. And yeah. here's what happened in my life, just being yeah. full disclosure. Yeah. yeah is I didn't have a million dollars in the bank, but I had a million dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah, my businesses yeah, and the yeah, house and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had a million dollar lifestyle yeah, yeah. and I didn't realize what I was setting myself up for. Mm. Honestly, what I would have said, and, and I've heard other people say this and I love this idea, yeah. is understand your net numbers, not your gross numbers. Yeah. Like I know that sounds yeah. silly, yeah. but I didn't, I wasn't clear about like asking the universe, God, the yeah. great spirit. Like I would say God, yeah. but like, when you set an intention, because yeah. a lot of people at 19, like I, I still have very big intentions for my yeah. life, yeah. but I think set a really clear intention. So I said, I want to be, want to be a millionaire yeah. at mm -hmm. 30. Mm -hmm. And I had a million dollar lifestyle, but sure. I didn't have a million dollars in the bank. Had I said, I want to have a million dollars net in the right. bank that like is cash right. owned, totally. I would have gone yeah. about doing my life a little bit differently than I yeah. did because I was pushing hard, but not yeah. as hard. And right. so I, I think the other thing is like now that I'm a dad and all this other stuff, yeah. like, yeah. you know, I, I waited, like my kids are three and five or two and five. And I just, man, when you have kids, all of a sudden you realize all that time that you could have been spending doing all these yeah. other things before. Yeah. And I would just say work 10 times harder, mm. work 10 times more. And I don't mean like harder as in like, don't sleep. I just right. mean like you can push yourself in the hours that you're working 10 times harder. Right. Because now I'm pushing myself 10 times harder in a tighter amount of time. Sure. Right. Um, and it's just, there's just more opportunity. So I, I would never go back. I'd never say I want to go back and redo because I love where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would just say, be specific when you ask for what you want. Yeah. All That's right. what I would say. Love That's it. awesome. Great, yeah. uh, great final question. Uh, Jay, for you, anything you think we're leaving on the table or anything else? Because I that mean, was really profound, that ending right yeah, there. But thanks, I mean, man. anything else you want to... Uh, um, I would just say for anybody that's watching or listening or whatever you're doing is just, just pay attention to who you are and life is not about being more of what somebody else wants you to be. Yeah. That's what gets you in that thought process of my life's good enough. Yeah. Is that your design, you were put here on this earth to be the best version of who you're supposed to be. Yeah. And when I meet people who are blocked, it's because they're trying to be who they think others think they should be, yeah. not who they were meant to be. Yeah. And I think my gift in my life, if I was to leave anything for my legacy of what I hope that I leave when, yeah. when I die and somebody says something at my funeral, yeah. is he helped me become who I was supposed to be, yeah. not what other people thought yeah. I should be. Yeah. No, I know we're trying to wind this down. Yeah. And He's like, eight more questions. Yeah. No, but you said something I think that's really profound. At 38 years old, you're yeah. thinking of your legacy. Yeah, yeah, dude, for yeah. sure. I Well, Really, really honestly, like uh, I grew up without like religion really in my life, yeah. but I always felt that I had to come to grips with mortality. Mm -hmm. You know, like when somebody dies in your life, you gotta decide like how does that really affect you? Yeah. Right. And I realized, like I kinda had this you know, realization that like at any point I get hit by a bus and be taken out. Sure. Right. So like what's really the purpose of being here in your life? And, mm -hmm. and the, the, the thing that just kinda came to me that really helped me settle into mortality as, yeah. in general is the idea that if I was placed on this earth to do one thing on one day, like today, right. like yeah. maybe it's this podcast, maybe yeah. somebody listening, yeah. like it has some profound yeah. experience and good. And like I step over there, that brick breaks and I fall over and yeah. smack my head and yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. I gotta be okay with that. Yeah. Like I gotta be okay. And I hope my family's okay. And all those things are okay <clears> with that. <throat> is that if I'm here to help one person do the thing they're supposed to do, and yeah. maybe it's like, you know, that, uh, final destination moment where you're like, hey, and they turn around, the yeah, bus yeah, doesn't yeah, hit them, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. cool, then I turn around and get hit by a bus? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
if that was my whole yeah. purpose in being here in my entire life, I need to be okay with that. Right. But what I've realized is as long as I'm still breathing and I get to wake up and see another sunrise, sunset, whatever, yeah. Yeah. I have more moments to create more yeah. of those moments for other people. Yeah. Right. And so that's why I love like the thing about legacy is like podcasts, videos, like dude, if I die tomorrow, this right. podcast will still go out. Yeah. It'll probably do better if yeah. I die tomorrow. Yeah. Not, not yeah. that I'm hoping on that. Well, we're not wishing. Up. <laughs> we're not wishing. Up. Yeah. We'll definitely. Yeah, right. we'll write, I'll definitely write a bigger. Right, write a non. Write a yeah. Thanks you for the yeah. eulogy. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you yeah. live your whole life like that, yeah. like every day, what every word that you say to somebody yeah. else matters and can make a difference yeah. in their life, yeah. it just completely changes yeah. the game. Like right. it makes death okay. Yeah. It makes how you interact with people a totally, yeah. completely different interaction. Instead of I'm trying to get what I want, I'm trying to give you what you need in your life that's how I look at yeah. it so I don't know if that makes sense love that's it. kind of my crazy bender this is really around. deep before lunch yeah this is great I love it it's I love awesome, it though. I love it thank you uh, how do we find you uh, oh yeah good things um, so if you want to track down any of my shenanigans uh, you can go on to highperformancesalon.com or you can go to jasoneverett.com and all, everything on social yeah. uh, our big channels Facebook you can find us on YouTube you can find slash High Performance Salon for Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all yep. the shenanigans, or just Google High Performance Salon. You'll, you'll track us down. But um, I would just say stock us on social. I mean, that's yeah. where we live because yeah. it, it is the, the amplifier that we like to use. And yeah. you know, hopefully Love you find it. some good Fantastic. stuff. That's great. Well, um, this so has been a, an incredible conversation. Yeah, thank you, for thank you so thank much you. for Thanks for being willing and, to do it. And to the listeners, thanks so much for listening. Um, as Jason said, we're also living on social. Uh, 124.go on Instagram. And uh, we have a YouTube page as well. It's 124Go Salon Education. 124Go is all one word. Salon Education, two words. Uh, and so we just want to thank you for listening. John has something he needs to ask from you. Uh, well, a couple things. First, we want to thank the folks at Zizor for sponsoring us in this event. This Zizor! Zizor! Yeah, out. Yeah, They're on yeah. their game, man. Yeah. They are. We're at the Data Driven Summit here in Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, we are. Um, so go Zizor.com for anybody who wants to get more information about how they can keep track of their numbers and yep. have them on their phone and not have to pull reports. Yep. So thanks again for the folks at Zizor. But the rest of you people, I need a wicked, wicked good, good, good review. review. And then you know what that Do means? Do it, people. Five stars. Five you got stars. the phone in your hand. You so make it 11 phone. stars, like write two and a half reviews. Do something. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Thanks for that. Go find somebody else's phone uh, and do a review. Five star reviews. <laughs> wicked good. Get on it. We love wicked it. Wicked awesome. Yeah. By the way, I think by the time this launches, our website will be live. And Whoa. Uh, speaking of wicked awesome, I read an article on wicked my phone awesome. earlier today that, you know, the Boston accent is the sex, second sexiest accent in America. Uh, the second sexiest. The first sexiest is the English accent. Wow. I always tell people I have the like American English, the movie English, because I'm from California, right? So I get the movie English. Not so sexy. I have like a newscaster. That's awesome. Okay, so if they write their review in Boston, Boston is sexier. I'm the crowd, have a job. The pack is awesome. Distant tumbling stars from the roof of our cars, letting go.